Welcome to A Cuppa for the Soul. I'm Sue. And I'm Trish. And we're so delighted that you're joining us. Today we're going to explore what awareness is. And we will offer a different way to be with all that is happening in our world right now. We explore how stress impacts us and look at how the mind needs to control everything and how in letting that go, it brings us into a different way of living. We cover some of the science behind awareness and mindfulness and invite you to become a scientist in your own life, including how emotions act as messengers to us, to teach us. We bring in two simple practices and we hope that you enjoy a cup of for the soul. And we're really starting out doing this together today, knowing that so many humans on the planet at this point in time are struggling with the pandemic of fear, which is probably even bigger than the pandemic of the virus that's circling and rolling around the world at the moment. And so we want to acknowledge whatever anybody may be feeling or thinking or experiencing in the moment, whatever it is, it's welcome. It's okay. And we're not going to make anything right or wrong here. We're just going to share the wisdom of what a practice that brings us into the presence of each other, the practice that brings us into the present moment, has to offer our lives. And so our conversations are going to be sharing the insights and the joys and the ups and downs of learning to sit with yourself. And I think while we're now on a lockdown where we're all invited to stay in our own homes, we're really being given this enormous opportunity to come into this opportunity to sit with ourselves. A very prominent virus uh, that is rolling its way around the world. It's creating so much noise and fear and anxiety. And in that you can feel like in the airwaves, it's like it's like a current in the air. Yeah, absolutely a very prominent current that's crying out for attention. And so I suppose that's why you and I are coming together right now to come into this space with all the noise and the anxiety and the fear and the pressure. There's an awful lot of pressure on people and invite a moment of a different focus, Mm. a focus where we're going to take a moment out of all of that noise and into the inside space that we can inhabit with awareness. That gorgeous word awareness. It's like if you, if your eyes alight on something, your mind may join it or the mind may be somewhere else thinking. And what I see you and I offering is bringing just a few moments of present full body, mind and heart and soul present awareness to offer the possibility of a few moments to respond differently to whatever the experience is right now or to offer deep acceptance to whatever the experience is. Offer a moment of not trying to push it away, but to drop in and fully inhabit the body. I've, I've, as I've been 
really opening my heart and soul to what we're going to do together. I'm aware when I get stressed, I lock my breath, I lock my shoulders, I unconsciously tighten my jaw so my teeth are more together, my tongue is more pressed onto the palate of my mouth. And when I notice this experience, just noticing it, the body chooses to soften. It's like the body's own incredible ability towards healing and balance. It's always present. But somehow by taking a moment to become aware, it's like we open the way for that to emerge. Beautifully put. Yeah, it's almost like once you become aware, this other way of being opens up. The spaciousness to allow yourself to have that experience, but not get caught in it to the same degree. Um, and I think, I think now more than ever, it's so important for us to be able to, to connect with ourselves, to get out of the head. Like there's so much that our minds can grasp onto right now that will pull us into a space of fear or anxiety for the future. Um, thoughts and things that may never actually happen um, but still give us that felt sense of cortisol in the body and stress hormones and just really take us away from what is actually happening right now and I think for us to really come back out of the head and out of all those thoughts that that draw us away from the now from this very present moment to come back into what is physically happening in the body, whatever that is, if that's the clenched jaw, the, the tight shoulders, or maybe it's the sensations of sun on your face or the wind against your skin, but to soften to what is actually happening in your field of awareness, as opposed to getting caught in what might happen. Because our body will not distinguish between the thought of what might happen and what actually is happening. Mm. It's yeah. going to respond the same way. And something that has been a moment of nourishment for me since mindfulness through the teacher training practice took a bigger space in my life has been the actual simple practice of washing my hands, the actual sensation of turning on the tap and feeling the warm water falling over my hands, just the sensation of water over my skin, the slippery, soft, bubbly sensation of the soap, and dropping into the sensations and the experience of washing my hands has been a, like a, I was going to say a time out space, but it's actually a time in. It's a time dropping into the experience of being alive in my body, hands washing, soap slithering, bubbles forming, and dropping down into my feet and dropping the whole, like as if water's going from my head to my toes over the back of my body. As I just drop into being aware. And I think with this pandemic, with this ever present request to wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, it can be a delicious moment to stop worrying, stop ruminating about the shopping that can or can't be got or the kids who are going crazy are the pressure inside the body and just drop into sensation, drop into the experience, drop into the miracle of water coming out of a tap, dropping into the miracle of clean water to use endlessly where I'm living. 
the gorgeous smell of the soap, the experience of hands that I can move, fingers that I can move, fingers that reach and touch and caress those who I can touch within my house at the moment and the dogs and the cats and, and dropping into that moment of aliveness in the hands. And I will always come out refreshed and I can't do it with the agenda to be refreshed, but somehow stopping my brain running around everything else comes up with this moment of ah, refreshment and then back out into the chopping or the cooking or the whatever. Which we can't control way outside of our control. And I, have, I love to use this analogy actually, and given the name of our podcast, um, it's a cup of tea on a saucer. And inside in the cup of tea is everything you can control. So you, your sense, the, to some extent, your, what you do, your behavior, to some extent, maybe your thoughts and how you feel. But everything else is on the saucer. The things that you cannot change or control or have influence over. And mm -hmm. to, if we can, in some way, come back to what can we manage? What can we deal with right now? as opposed to the magnitude of everything. Because when we take in everything, it's overwhelming, isn't it? And it's really hard to stay grounded, to stay centered, when our whole world is right now having a bit of a, a, bit of a panic, a bit of a sense of not being grounded. So to, to drink your cup of tea, to stay with what, what you can, what you can be with. So I have this lovely poem I'm going to read. It is by Dana Falls and it is called Just For Now. So if it is helpful and you're not driving, of course, I'd invite you to close your eyes and just receive these words. And if, if not, then keep your eyes open. Uh, so just for now. Just for now, without asking how, let yourself sink into stillness. Just for now, lay down the weight you so patiently bear upon your shoulders. Feel the earth receive you and the infinite expanse of the sky grow even wider. As your awareness reaches up to meet it, just for now, allow a wave of breath to enliven your experience. Breathe out whatever blocks you from the truth. Just for now, be boundless, free, with awakened energy tingling in your hands and feet. Drink in the possibility of being who and what you really are, so fully alive that the world looks different, newly born and vibrant just for now. Mm. My whole body is just melding into those words. I could feel, I could feel my shoulders soften as you suggested in Dana Fall's gorgeous words to let go of the weight that we carry. And we don't often even know we're carrying the weight. It's just there like the backpack you're walking on and walking on. And then feel the earth take the weight. It's like we're held in this present moment in the middle of all of what's oscillating around us. When we take a breath into this moment, it's like I feel more centered and present. 
Yeah. How, how do the words feed you? Oh, well, they're just, it's like lathering in milk into your skin, like some kind of beautiful, nourishing lotion. The skin does not reject it. The ears do not reject it. It sink into stillness. And an infinite expanse of the sky growing even wider. Really is that sense of, if we can just for a moment, be still. Each person is carrying a different weight. We have no idea. Each person carries sadness and grief that is just unhard, un unable to comprehend you know so if we can come back to now like to what is right now happening for us and somehow start to let go of this big backpack weight that we're carrying all of our past experiences and our limiting beliefs about ourselves about life all the sadness and grief and if we can just be with this moment well, there's boundless life entering as it does. Life entering as it does. <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah, simultaneously. Our dogs, my dogs obviously sensed your dogs or something going on in your house. <laughs> so, yeah. And accepting it, not resisting it. Yeah. Would you reread that poem for me? Would you yeah. start from the top and wash, wash those words out again? Yeah. Pour them over. Let's do it again. So this poem by Dana Falls, and it is Just For Now. Just for now, without asking how, let yourself sink into stillness. Just for now, lay down the weight you so patiently bear upon your shoulders. Feel the earth receive you and the infinite expanse of the sky grow even wider as your awareness reaches up to meet it. Just for now, allow a wave of breath to enliven your experience. Breathe out whatever blocks you from the truth. Just for now, be boundless, free, with awakened energy tingling in your hands and feet. Drink in the possibility of being who and what you really are. So fully alive to what the world looks oh so fully alive that the world looks different newly born and vibrant just for now there's a huge offering there to let go of our judgment isn't there you know to let go of our judgment of the world of ourselves to be who we are all that possibility even in the face of fear and a pandemic to come back to what the Dalai Lama would say is our essence is love our essence is 
compassion. So how can we bring that in to the world? Maybe it's with your dog, you're more loving and compassionate, or your child, or your partner, or a friend, or maybe somehow you can reach out to somebody on the front line, a nurse or a doctor, and or a shop assistant, and just let them know that you love and appreciate what they're doing, that they're in your life. I think if we can learn anything from this whole experience, it's how much we need each other. Mm. Even if we're physically distant, we need each other, not just to survive nutritionally, but emotionally. And maybe just for now to connect to our very human evolutionary drive to connect to one another, to love one another. And the the genius that we're in this moment of the 21st century, where even though we're in two different parts of Ireland, you and I are sharing this moment. Mm. And right around the planet, musicians and artists and all sorts of human beings are playing symphonies of music together and stitching it together and resonating together. Something that bubbled up for me as um, you were talking about compassion is, I know I used to be afraid to stop with myself because I was afraid I mightn't like what I met inside if I stopped in. Mm. And I I don't think I'm the only one who might have experienced that. And so I'd just like to speak to that for a moment, acknowledging that often when we've been on a treadmill, whatever's been fueling the keeping going and the doing and the being busy, there can be a real fear of, oh my God, what will arrive inside if I stop? And I think the wisdom of Dana Fall's words is the invitation that to just drop into this breath right now and into this moment of stillness. This is the moment of aliveness. This is the point of power. This is the present place. This is the place that we can miss in our busy, hasty, burdened, sad, clouded world. And so for me, as I I turn up day in, day out with myself in the practice of just dropping into the breath or into the moment, I continue, I continue to be surprised by actually what's usually inside is nothing but like I anticipate. There's often way more kindness and softness waiting to be met and touched and heard than my fear of the endless inner critic babbling at myself if I stop. And so I would just love to put out to anybody who's listening to these words, fresh, new, and maybe feeling a bit of trepidation of navel, nasal gazing, as it used to be called long ago, and with a sense of judgment of, oh, you're too precious about yourself or whatever. Dare to just try it out. Dare to just stop and take three breaths and just do nothing but attend to the whole experience of the breath and explore the possibility of this in that little moment of stillness. Beautiful. And isn't that, isn't that really how, in some ways, when we started, 
you know, meditating all those years ago, when you start, there's a, sometimes a desire to fix yourself, you know, fix the anxious part of you, fix the worrying part of you, fix the bit of you that you've not yet learned to love and to jump into what this meditation will help me to get rid of the thoughts that I so desperately do not want. It will help me control the mind. And actually, it's about learning to be with yourself, learning to know yourself and to love yourself as you are. But I certainly know from my own experience of meditation and sometimes people that I work with, they don't want their anxiety. They don't want their these thoughts that are going through their heads. They want to change. Um, but to start from a place of what is here right now and coming into the breath, the body. And in that process, learning to healthily take a, become non-attached or take a, a step from your emotions and your thoughts and all these things that keep hooking you. Like I know when I started meditating um, and sitting for the first time, how my mind was just like an incessant chatterbox. And I'm like, oh my God, I actually think this thing is making me worse. You know, I'm like, I'm sitting and this five minutes is the longest freaking five minutes I've ever come across. <laughs> and my mind is like literally just about thought of one thought and it hasn't even finished that thought and it's moved on to the next thing and the next thing and it's jumping around just like a monkey jump from tree to tree not finishing one thought at all and you're like how is this meditation meant to help people at all <laughs> like if anything it's making them more neurotic so this is the challenge when i try to self-teach you know sit sit and observe your breath and your mind becomes this crazy place but then as you know time went on and i went and you know was taught properly by teachers learning that actually this is part of the experience isn't it how can i observe my breath and my body and what's happening in this moment and observe the thoughts without getting caught onto them without getting agitated by them learning to let go of this need to control absolutely everything including my own mind you can't control mm. it that way so the, i think if somebody's listening to this for the first time and going oh my god like meditation it just seems a bit woo-woo, a bit fluffy-duffy. Um, there's real science backing it up. But actually, it's really turning yourself into a scientist, how to be your own scientist, to observe the, your own nature of the mind. I know I had a, a really wonderful teacher, um, S.N. Gwenko, and he taught, teaches or taught Vipassana. He's since passed. But um, he would say that... Oh, I've lost my train of thought. How wonderful. <laughs> no, well, maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe I piggybacked onto it because as you were finding Gwenko's thought, my, my heart and mind connected to one of my early teachers who was a, an Irish priest who had this gorgeous line of, may the peace of Christ disturb you. <laughs> and the whole, whole feeling under that was, you know, we all, we all have, a lot of stuff inside us, this body and heart and mind and soul is packed up all sorts of things. But 
Um, that other very, very old and lovely line of love brings up anything unlike itself for healing. Mm -hmm. And so when I think of my early days, yes, I definitely wanted to fix myself. Those days I'd still like to fix myself. Those days I'd still like to have a padlock on my own mouth. And I watch words coming out thinking, hmm, not a great one, but it's how to be compassionate because there, there isn't an end point in this. There isn't a, you get it and you're there. But there, the reason why I keep turning up is that I, I actually am experiencing more spaciousness in my life. And so, you know, if I were listening to this for the first time, I'm thinking, you've been doing this for years and your mind is still racing. What's the point? And so for me, the point is, uh, as another human comes in, the point is, um, it's a little bit like a masterpiece. I was, I was in the Louvre a couple of, actually last year when you were having your babies, I was in this huge museum watching a masterpiece being refurbished. And they were there with these minute little brushes touching up and clearing back, touching up and clearing back. The end result is you get to see a clearer picture. Mm. And for me, the day by day, turning inwards, touching into what feels tight in my shoulders or tight in my stomach or expanding the breath by just awareness. It's like touching up these masterpieces of our life. You can't see it abracadabra in a moment, but certainly over time, and the neuroscience is, is confirming it, the mind actually begins to think a little bit differently. The reactivity has more space between the thought and the response. And if it doesn't, maybe compassion comes in more quickly before the judging mind criticizes and knocks. So it's certainly a way of really lifting the lid on our human experience and opening to the kaleidoscope of the colors of our lives. Certainly for me, when I've tried to quell an emotion, it's not indiscriminate. If you try to sit in something that's uncomfortable, humor disappears, joy disappears curiosity disappears but somehow turning towards whatever is present opens the space for all of the different range of color of emotion and feeling to to come back to be experienced to inform the day and it's interesting that you say that because it is it is that offering of space that it gives like you say there's it's not an automatic fix and we are continually on this process of this journey of expanding our awareness and, and know, coming to know our own neuroses or whatever it is. And as we do that, I think this is the bit that Grenko talked about. Don't believe it because I say it. Figure mm. it out. Find it for yourself. Try it yourself. If you can try it and you find something shifts, then that is the experience to follow, you know, to have the experience yourself, not to do it because somebody else said it's good, this is good for you, you should do this, but to do it from a place of your own experimentation and to then feel, well, does something shift or change? And certainly if you learn to, to practice, then you start to learn how to be with all of this experience. And it isn't about this experience is good and this experience is bad and we stop labeling things in that way and open ourselves up to just simply being curious. What is 
beneath this? What is happening here for me right now? And as you say, there's a bit more space to be maybe grateful, or there's a bit more space to be compassionate with yourself or somebody else, um, instead of getting caught into our typical reactivity where I'm right and I'm justifying my rightness, um, which, you know, we probably still do occasionally, but maybe we're quicker to come back from it than we were before, you know? And I think often it's that idea of the fire burning. So uh, I think there's a, a lovely story that Buddha talks about in terms of our reactivity is it's like having a, a fire and until now you keep putting sticks on the fire and the fire keeps burning and you add another stick so with meditation you stop adding the sticks you stop adding the sticks but it doesn't mean the fire goes out straight away no it takes time to mm-hmm. cool down and sometimes when we're at our most stressed maybe hungry or you know have an awful lot going on we maybe throw another stick on and it burns up a little bit but actually the, the as we start to practice more we put less sticks on the fire on our own internal fire and so with time we become less reactive and i just think it's a lovely way of holding maybe our anger or our hurt or our strong emotions that often we don't necessarily want to have um of course we all want the joy and the love and the the happiness but there are all these other emotions that have a a fundamental purpose in life like grief is there because something precious has been lost anger is there because some need has not been met so they have a purpose and instead of seeing them as things that we shouldn't want or um, the frustration i want to get rid of it see them as messengers that we can learn from Mm. Uh, the 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 sense that um, is filling me as you're saying this is it's really a journey to love ourselves and it's not love ourselves as in look in the mirror and how gorgeous I am. And, Oh, look how pretty this is. It's not that it's this deep, profound acceptance. Mm. I know for me, um, one of the things I really was aware of, I was going to miss after my mom died was that sense of I could turn up in any form, any manner, any moment, And there was this utter welcome and acceptance. And how divine to be able to sit on my cushion in my room, physically, supposedly alone. I don't think we ever are because I really sense this connection that we're now tasting on the planet, this heartfelt resonating with other humans. And as I would sit in this space physically on my own, experiencing this, sense of being deeply accepted Mm. deeply allowed to be okay as you are and i think this is this is the gift and maybe this is one of the massive invitations from this pandemic stay at home stay at home what do i do at home there's a million jobs you could do how do we come home to ourselves how do we come back inwards when we've been on a world that's been oscillating so quickly, spinning more plates than we had hands to hold the rods. And suddenly we're in a moment in time, today, the 1st of April, 2020, where the messages stop. And the invitation of Dana Falls is 
to take this moment of stillness. And I guess what you and I are offering is a little signpost. How do we stop? How do we take a moment of stillness if we've never known? So maybe let's take a moment and do just a short guided practice. Beautiful. For how to take a moment of stillness. So for whoever is listening to this, definitely be somewhere where you're stationary, not in a moving vehicle. If you want to do this right now, then pull over safely if you are in a car. And maybe find a little space wherever you are that you can have a moment of quiet and not be disturbed. And just sit or stand in whatever way is allowing the body to be upright and held. So if you're standing, really feel the ground beneath your feet and the space above your head and being present in the middle of that. And if you're sitting, allow the body to surrender into the whatever surface holds you. The back of a chair, the seat beneath you, the body flat on a bed or the floor. And be curious with the sensations that the body has right now. So noticing the points of contact. Maybe the back of the head, the shoulders, the back of the body. This gorgeous part of our being that we often don't notice until it hurts us. The back body dropping into that part of the being. The buttocks, the thighs calves and right down into the feet feeling contact with the ground noticing the weight being surrendered gently given over to gravity nothing to hold on to right now nothing to do nowhere to go for this moment but to be here Noticing the weight of the arms and the hands as they rest on the lap or against the side of the body. And with a moment of curiosity, just with this newness of paying attention in this way, in this moment, allow your awareness to wrap around the experience of the breath. So notice what happens as the air enters the body, as it fills the various spaces within the body, the lungs, the belly, the back of the body, the side of the ribs. And as it leaves the body, notice what happens as the breath is just released. Just let go. We don't have to tell the body how to breathe. The body just breathes beautifully by itself. So dropping your attention into the breath. Maybe noticing where it may be tight or held. And as you bring awareness to that space, 
what happens? Maybe the body softens as you bring attention to where it's tight. And this isn't asking for anything to be different. It's just an invitation to drop into what's here with a kind curiosity. The mind may get busy and babble, pull here and pull there like a puppy with toys saying, throw this one and throw that one. And the invitation is to drop into this breath in this moment as it is right now. this precious moment of your life. This life-sustaining breath in this moment. And this breath. And holding in the air, awareness the air surrounding the body gets drawn in to be the breath that sustains every cell of the body and is released to become the air surrounding the body. So the breath becomes air, the air becomes breath. Any moment we turn our awareness to the body, to breath, to sound, we come into the present moment. So it's as available as the very next breath in the very next moment of now. So coming back into the wider space, being aware of the body, the space that you're in, Sensing what's around you. And gently coming back into the here and now of the daily world. Delicious. Thank you, Trish. That was just wonderful. Thank you, Sue, as you danced from one room to the other. No need to share that. People's interruptions were too great. <laughs> It's the real world. We're, we're negotiating our full houses. Yeah, it is the real world. And it's probably the very real world that somebody will be receiving the meditation in as well. Doors yeah. opening, children calling. Full on beautiful madness that is living. Yeah, intense, rich life. Intense, rich the joy of a moment to expand out of the intense and rich yeah and to just connect with the self yourself the body the breath to take a pause in your day like from all the craziness to just take a pause from it And I'm looking forward over these coming moments of, of uh, conversation or a cup of tea together, looking at 
other other ways we can take these pauses other practices that can be stitched into our daily life and make these offerings available to to whoever's listening with us to support and nourish daily life in the middle of this intense time this has been wonderful and i so look forward to our next one thank you so much thank you so much sue blessings we so hope you enjoyed today's episode if you'd like to get in touch with me sue redmond you can catch me on sueredmond.com or email me at info at sueredmond.com i'm also on facebook twitter and instagram at sue redmond phd and if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email me on mindfulnesstrish at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you.